0: No thank you next. I'm Megan. And I'm Rachel. Hey, guys. Sometimes we just get to it before I get to introduce us. I forget. We've done this going on 37 times. 37 (laughs) times. And I just forget. It's okay. Yeah. Things happen. To be fair, we haven't seen each other. I mean- In two days. In two days. (laughs) In a day and a half. But even- then it wasn't enough like yeah, we exactly. just wanted to talk i know keep talking but yes. it was a school night so we couldn't but it was hard yeah you're gonna have, <sighs> i'm yeah so you guys that was, <laughs> my, <laughs> that was totally your butt. <laughs> butt that was my butt i can't recreate it but it was my foot. <laughs> i recreated it <laughs> it was my butt oh my goodness oh my that was God. a quick quick little that's me, fight. <laughs> my favorite new thing about uh, being in a relationship is farting or I haven't or not <laughs> farting or lock their up. Yes, because uh, you guys know we're a real niche community here. <laughs> and um, I love talking about farts. I'll talk about them all day with him, but I have yet to have the guts to do it. I, I still don't like if I could avo- avoid it forever. I would just not fart in front of anybody. Like I do. you f- do. I hold them. Really? Yeah. Do so you get tummy like, still? Sometimes. Or like, I'll just make you... a quick like. You go to another I gotta room. I got to go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> got to go check on that laundry. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you just fart. And he's like, hey, Rach. And you're like, don't come in here. <laughs> That's my biggest fear. He'll go to walk the dog and then I'll fart. And then he just comes back so fast. I'm like, Forgot my keys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, it happens. It happens. It Happens, guys. It doesn't even. I've been with the man for 14 years. That's so nuts. Yeah, it just it's just an uncomfortable thing Do for you me. Just talk about farts and poop. Um. Yeah, especially now that we have a kid, oh, and yeah. like she thinks it's hilarious. Calls them toot or toots. Yeah. Like, she thinks they're hilarious because yeah. they are funny. Yeah. I'm like she'll be the first one to tell us if she farts and no one heard it. <laughs> So there's no shame in her game. We need to be like her. I know. That's what we have learned. Just need to like yeah. laugh it up. I know how to fart silently at night. Right. So I can let them out at night, but That's, it's the during the day. It's, it's the during the day, yeah. Especially when we hang out four days and I can't go home. <laughs> Puts all this stress on your abdomen. You're like, uh, no. Uh, it knows. <laughs> it knows I'm not going uh, home. I know. <laughs> we need to go to a restaurant for dinner just do something yeah let's get out of your house (laughs) it's true man that's why i I just i gotta keep it moving around the house if i have like any little bit of stomach pain i'm like "Mm." (laughs) i'll busy myself in this corner for a little bit I'll be dusting in the front room. <laughs> Don't mind me. What if it's a loud one? <laughs> Is it ever allowed? I would probably. No, I like. How do you, do you like make sure, do you bend or open your cheeks or something? <laughs> no, I just like barely like letting go. <laughs> oh my God, that can't be relieving. It's not at all. Oh my God, you have so much farts build up. <laughs> are still in there. It seems like it's gonna come out of my pores if yeah. I don't start. Oh my gosh, releasing them. <laughs> this, this is my future. I cannot. <laughs> uh. We're fortunate enough to still be allowed that. Constriction. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> there's some people not so lucky. Yeah. Okay. What was it? it was like a Patton Oswalt joke where he talks about his butthole being like as open and loose as like a garbage bag full of leaves, like left <gasps> on the lawn or something. Oh like. <laughs> my god. That would be horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's no stopping. I mean, I wouldn't mind if like there was no sound; it just constantly allowed itself to release. Right. Like I wouldn't mind that if it, it just was just smell, like- but it would be like. Nobody would know it was you. Yeah, exactly. I was crowded areas. You're all smellers the feller. It was you. It was you. <laughs> but anyways. feels like a whole solid five minutes of uh, fart, fart chat. <laughs> Guys, we got to get it in. Because <laughs> we can't get it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> got to get it in because we can't get it out. That's it. <sighs> Ugh. Anything else new mm. in two days? Uh, I got my knee tattooed. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about it. That happened. Yeah. I'm not done. It was my face. It says, with like, thumbs up. It's thumbs up. <laughs> it's Stevo style. Yeah, Stevo, just my face. <laughs> That's how close we are. That's amazing. <laughs> That'd be so cool. I'll put it on my other kneecap. Perfect. <laughs> the pain will definitely make us bond. Oh, God. It's... The most painful spot ever. Like I've I've gotten close. Like I have the back of my thigh done, and it got close to like the knee ditch, and that was really fucking painful. Yeah. So I know that I'll never get the back of my knee tattooed ever. I just I just won't. Yeah. No but need. holy, like childbirth. You said oh, it was right up there. That's so nuts. It was pretty pretty bad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So yeah, good thing you yes. have another session. Having your knee tattooed is like the equivalent of labor pains. So if that's you, what if it you is. You did it. It's not necessarily childbirth. It's like labor pains. Oh okay. Because it's like you hold it, you hold it, you hold it, and then you're able to get a little bit of release when they lift that needle, and then you like tense <gasps> up again as soon as they come back. That's kind of what labor pains yeah, feel yeah, like. Yeah yeah yeah. Wow, well, no epidural for this one. <laughs> Mm-mm. You could've I hurt. They numb your legs. So- <laughs> I just shoot you up. Yeah. <laughs> Get the anesthesiologist in. Right? <laughs> Pull me out, doc. Just have an IV drip into my kneecap the whole time. Yeah. I would have loved that. That's a good business. That was so painful. I should look into that. <laughs> Doctors well, and tattoo shops. There. People would probably look oh, for that. Oh, my God. Okay. So ta- speaking of like good ideas, uh. I had this. I had this idea. Are you and, willing to give it away? On the well, Mike's like, you're going to be really upset when you hear this because it already exists. It's oh, just like all of my good ideas that Ugh. I came up with that yep. I don't think to patent, but wine comes in a box, but you get it in a bag. So yeah. I was thinking it would be super hilarious and it doesn't have to be only for Halloween, but you put your, like your wine in a blood bag. So it looks like you're buying like a blood type, but it's a blood oh. bag and it's full uh-huh. of like, Red wine. Red wine. Oh, fun. And I was, like, trying to think of, like, a kitschy, fun way to, like, market it and figure out how to put it all together. And it totally fucking exists already. Bummer. But, like, we just found it. I've thought about this for years. <gasps> yeah. Could have gone to Shark Tank. Ugh. Bummer. Yeah, I know. It probably would have given you 5% of the, um, you know, <laughs> 5% interest. No. Of the startup um i don't know how i don't Shark watch the works. show i don't watch it people, are, really <laughs> people are like you're fucking idiot <laughs> that's not how that works that's not how that show works sorry but uh yeah that was my really good well, I'm idea sorry that happened to you i was really bummed personally attacked but you know what not surprised because yeah that's a really that, good idea that idea happened to me before yeah i mean i've had a previous idea and realized it already existed like years later oh, bummer has that ever what? happened to you guys? Like, you get this really great idea, and you're like, this totally doesn't exist. And then, like, within a year or two of you thinking about it, it pops up. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, worse than getting ads on your computers and uh, your yeah. smartphones for the things that you think about. Because yeah. now these things are, like, coming to fruition. And you don't get shit. It's true. I'm telling you. Bummer. Bummer. It's a real bummer. I got a real bummer story for you. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Let's start the show. We're going to do it. We're going to do it, guys. I got a bummer, but... Good. Hey, guess what? Hey. I got one, too. (laughs) Because that's what we do around here, you guys. We We like bum you the fuck out. We like to pump you up, and then we like to bring you way down. Yep. So, yeah, we're just going to jump right into this one, y'all. Like we do. So, did you watch... I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. All right. (laughs) I will now tell you about Darla melinger banner she's darla though darla darla little darla i love you i just think of uh finding nemo oh i think darla like they're so scared of her she kills all the fish oh (laughs) yeah i think of a darla from little rascals <gasps> What's the number for nine one one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard many a quotes from that movie. Oh my god! I, I know love who the characters that movie are. so much. Never watched it in my whole life. See, and if it's that, it's the, that type of movie where if you didn't grow up with it, yeah. it doesn't have the same effect yeah. on you. If you see it as an adult, you can be like, "Yeah, it's a cute movie." But like, yeah, I didn't grow yeah, up with I watched it as a kid, and I watched the old ones. My mom really loved the old Little Rascals. Oh, that's right. Was it a show, or it was like an old, just an old movie, and then it was a show, and then they remade it into a movie, like in the nineties? Well, yeah, for our generation, yeah, yeah. Oh, Darla, (laughs) I loved him so much. Okay, this is this is not the same Darla. This is not Darla, but she's just as sweet. So, it's Darla Banner and her newlywed husband, John C. Banner. (laughs) You got so excited. You're like, please let it be. (laughs) Is that his name, Alfalfa? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, good. See, I know that part. Okay, John C. what? Banner. Banner. Got it. Darla starts off as a widow. She... Yeah, so she married Dennis Mellinger in nineteen eighty-three in Salem, Ohio, and they have their only child, their son, Joshua. Mm-hmm. They stay together up until Dennis's untimely death. Mm. He passes away in their home September of 2012. Like they were married for twenty nine years. There was no sign of slowing down. He was only forty nine and he just boom passed away in their house. Whoa. I couldn't locate the cause of death for him, but it sounds like he had a heart attack. Oh wow! Because I there was an ASB advisor, a, a dad. Oh okay. Um, and that happened to him. He like went to lay down to take a oh, nap yeah. before mm-hmm. a basketball game, and he never woke up. So nuts. And then I had a coworker like years ago who that is same situation. Yeah. He Laid down after a son's soccer game right before they were gonna go out to dinner, and so nuts. A heart attack. Never woke up. Wow. So Darla would come to meet John Banner uh maybe like a year or so later and they would fall in love and while vacationing together in cozumel mexico john pops the question and asks darla to marry him so sweet and romantic right Mm. like a little destination like engagement so nice they wed in october of 2014 in a sweet red brick little building at the salem historical society heritage gardens She put a seashell John had given her when he proposed into her bouquet. So a sweet little touch and little memory of when they got proposed too. And they took off on a kick-ass French Polynesian 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 cruise. Those Polynesians, (laughs) I love those Polynesians. (laughs) They know how to party. Oh my gosh. Ooh, is this cruise news? So they go on a cruise, but they arrive home safely. Oh, damn. (laughs) Now, only a a mere two months into their marriage, Darla is hospitalized. She's been stabbed in the chest. What? (laughs) That seems pretty chill. It's, uh, yeah. It's like, hey, honey. There's a knife in my chest. I don't even know. (laughs) Police were called to the hospital to figure out what the hell happened. Yeah. And the statement that was given to police made it seem like an honest to goodness freak accident. The doing karate chops. while she was <laughs> yeah. chopping onions and then she just like get it, Slammed off, the it. knife into she her. She just own like chest. kicked it off the edge and then it went burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> That was a visual. I wish you could have so, seen that, guys. You know, that was really good. <laughs> audio platform. Very good. That's very good. <laughs> if you close your eyes, you could see Megan doing it. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> um they had been unpacking from their polynesian cruise and <laughs> two months later yeah they unpack like i do that's basically if i don't need anything Day in that suitcase one. it's never getting un- oh unpacked gosh. it takes me a while it takes me like a month to unpack what yeah well, like when we would go to my parents house to visit on the weekends and shit i would not unpack that shit for like a month yeah can't live like that. <laughs> I'm the asshole that does our laundry like the day after they get home. Like, unpacked already. I wish I was like that. I know. Now nope, I just leave to dos all over my house because <laughs> <laughs> you have to fire Because <laughs> <laughs> if you did, all they the come rest in handy. Fart, They're like pre-planned little excuse? Easter eggs around the house. <laughs> I just remembered. I gotta go do something upstairs oh yeah you have to unpack for like a month don't judge me what, what are your excuses if you unpack too early oh my gosh I know you're just sorry I'm Sharing all your secrets <laughs> oh my god first what was it one fourth Christmas telling people I'm using Christmas plates in September not my fault <laughs> It was kind of uncanny that it was on like the like actual it was day. perfect. All right, this I'll call it square yeah. even. Yep. <laughs> another visual, another an visual missed i love <laughs> <laughs> to oh Allie's always flipping people off and they're like, "Allie, it's a radio show." <laughs> <laughs> they can't see you. <laughs> it's for the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Okay, so they're losers like I am and they take too much. To Jesus Christ! It was a three-day cruise. <laughs> an overnight bag. Could you imagine? Why? Oh how God. would you not need things? Out of sheer there? laziness. And you well, pack like, your best clothes for that. The toilet. See, I don't wear my best clothes on the regular. It's just the toiletry bag that gets unpacked. Other than that, oh underwear. You just just let it ferment. <laughs> I pack my best underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh nah my. Mike already knows what kind of <laughs> well yeah for myself that's true <laughs> yeah that's true I yeah. do like having nice chonies whenever we go off somewhere it's, yeah. Hello. It's it's a thing. Exactly. Yeah, you want to feel nice. hmm <laughs> So while these idiots are unpacking from their Polynesian groups. <laughs> yeah, fucking weirdos. <laughs> I know. John found an old military dagger that was in the closet hmm. that he, like, completely forgot about. And he wanted to show Darla. While walking into their bedroom, he tripped on the carpet and he fell towards Darla, and the knife accidentally plunges into her chest. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It just... It's like cartoon style. Yeah, it just like falls into her. (laughs) Just fumbles and then... You just hear the knife go... (laughs) 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 Bam. That's what happened. Wow, okay. So the wound appeared to be non-life-threatening. Oh, okay. And so nobody was because like, it was chill? kind of like in a weird place like i'm sure bed? yeah like probably like up high i, I don't know i feel hmm. like the anywhere in the chest is a bad place to get accidentally yeah stained, yeah you know? yeah yeah but darla kept telling the police what a great guy she married that this was truly a freak accident <laughs> okay and so that's like on his side yeah and she's just like no really this is what happened so okay. just Very odd. All right, I believe it. Yeah, so police believed them. They let them go about their business and return home after Darla was all stitched up. The couple stays together. There's no more stabbing incidences. Okay. And they're both retired. This because they got married like later in life. Mm -hmm. They're like in their fifties. Okay. And what do retired people like to do? Play golf. They like to go on cruises. They like to play golf while they are on a cruise ship (gasps) because you can do that. This episode's uh, sponsored by uh, Princess Cruises. That's you right. You can golf and cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Call your local agent today. <laughs> so yeah, I tricked you at the beginning, but this is totally a podcast by The Seas Story. Yes. It's been a while, you know? Yeah, it has it been It really has been. I haven't. Jamie actually brought it up yesterday or two days ago. She's like, I still think about the cruise fact. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, we haven't had one in a while. It's been a while. Wow. Well, yeah, been a while, guys. This one is Here we uh, are. It's coming your way, so buckle up. <gasps> Fuck you. <yeah. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so the banners book a fourteen day. Cruise. Fourteen days. That's gonna take them a year to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my god. They're never gonna get to that suitcase. No, they're never. No, it's just no, not happening. Just leave, just leave it on the ship. <laughs> not even You're not it. gonna unpack it. It's yeah. all travel size shit, anyways. Yeah, just leave it. Just leave it. I'm never gonna see it again. Half the time when you go on a trip you buy like a whole new wardrobe anyway. What? So like like when you're like, oh, I'm going to like a new place. Oh, you heard like, before. Fun. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, I wanna yeah, buy yeah, like before. a yeah. couple outfits for dinner or whatever. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So if they're gonna do that the next time they go on there. Next. Buy vacation, them while are there and it there. Throw it away. Right. <laughs> just don't pack anything. <laughs> buy everything oh, on so the ship. Smart. That's what you should do. So smart. Yep. Just like walk around wearing like Cruise liner polos, <laughs> freaking uh, wrap dresses. Yeah, they i made like a like a sarong. Oh, you can yeah. wear it so many different ways. It's a halter. It's Wear the a same skirt. dress for fourteen days. Yeah. At oh dinner. my god! You're like I'm testing out all the ways you can wear this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so diversive it Smells. <laughs> <laughs> they have laundry service on board cruise ships. Ooh, probably expensive. No, it's free. Oh my god! You're already on the ship. Dream. I am. Cruise facts. You don't have to do your own laundry. You know what I did find out? What the cruises um, are the number one polluter. They are because they burn so much. I think it's gas. And Carnival. Carnival and. I hate to say it, but Princess was too. Oh my God. Yeah, the illegal dumping of yes, the piss and shit yes. and their trash. Yes. Just straight into the ocean. Yeah. It's so bad. I think it, uh, it might have been Carnival too. I don't remember. Yeah, but there are a like handful. like certain laws that just has to be like so far into the yeah and off the coast. And yeah, they can just fucking dump that stuff. It's so crazy. It's disgusting. They're supposed to treat... I remember with like... as for, like, the water reclamation, like, toilet water type stuff, mm-hmm. they're supposed to put, like, a chemical in it that, like, breaks down oh all of the shit and stuff. Yeah. And that way they can recycle the water a little bit easier on board. And yeah. if they absolutely have to, they can, you know, find yeah. a proper dumping ground. But, like, people are lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are so lazy. And if they're off, you know, time to get to... Yeah, Port A from Port B, they and they were it. supposed to like. Like, how do they even like know who? did Yeah, it? exactly. Ugh. It wasn't us. It was all in America. <laughs> that's not my shit. <laughs> oh my we prove that's my shit. Do DNA testing. I do. <laughs> <laughs> we found a match to two thousand people aboard your ship, Kraus. <laughs> ah. Also, you have worms. <laughs> but yeah, pollution for sure gross i know it seems like so extravagant and ideal to go on a cruise and you feel like whatever it's so cheap yeah cheap vacation but it's so scary fucking ruining the planet so and people are dying (laughs) and people are dying on every ship Just don't go on cruise, guys. Facts. facts. These are cruise facts. These are cruise facts. Everyone dies on a ship. (laughs) You're like the gym teacher from Mean Girls. (laughs) You will get complinie and die and die. (laughs) You will get seasick and die. Yep, hundred percent facts. Those are cruise facts. Those are cruise facts. Those are legit, guys. So the banners they are going on this Caribbean cruise on March 29th to celebrate their Easter holiday. I think it's 2015? Yes. Wow, because everyone loves Easter so much. I know. (laughs) I know, right? You just get really good food. I just love Jesus, you know? (laughs) Love that he came back. He is risen. Why is it he is risen and not he has risen? Or he rose? Or he's... Does he rise every Easter? That's the whole point. So he is risen. So he is risen? Right now. Oh, like right now. But like... He doesn't, it wasn't in the past. It's supposed to happen every year. So he's risen right now. Okay. Right. No, I just. We're not religious. <laughs> I know. I don't know if you guys know. I did. The last time I did go to church was on Easter. But every, though. every Easter, it's just like, happy Easter. He is risen. But oh like. Oh no, Mr. Jesus is not Jesus home. Jesus is not home. <laughs> 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 the best Easter family guy reference in the world. The best world. ever. No, no Mr. No. Jesus, not home. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. The three kings are like, What are we supposed to do? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> the most difficult customer. Oh my god, just no. no. <laughs> it's the best way to handle someone. Just say no. They're like, What? just no 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 like they can't tell if you're serious or like legit like not understanding no oh god april fool's day everybody just do that it's the one day that you can actually legit get away with that yeah exactly do Do it, it guys okay they are sailing on holland america cruise lines they're sailing aboard the rindam i think that's how you say that rindam rindam Nobody knows. They're sailing on a giant ship. Got it. And they're sailing out of Tampa, Florida. Ugh. And these people, they've cruised before. Right. I'm sure that's why they were in Cozumel, Mexico when they got engaged. Yeah. And they went on a cruise for their honeymoon. So, it's needless to say... not their first rodeo. No. Exactly. These are seasoned cruisers, people. They're snowbirds on a boat. So right here. They came here for a good time. Okay? Yeah. The ship is set to be at sea for two whole days. So, leaving Florida sailing for two days across Whoa, the ocean that's a long time. no fucking thank you and then dock in san juan puerto rico for their fourth their first port of call okay i would not be able to handle two full days at sea no the atlantic awful. ocean is like super choppy <gasps> i know you're on a giant ship but like Mm-mm. the motion sickness i feel like mm-hmm. i would just be throwing up the whole time yeah it's not for me guys the ship arrives in San Juan, and the ship is buzzing with tourists ready to take their excursions and eat all the food and sightsee all the things. But there's one couple that hasn't come out of their cabin stateroom, and that would be the Banners. The staff of the MS Rindom entered the cabin to find a bloody murder scene around 11:30 a.m. Oh God! FBI agents were called in from Puerto Rico to come and view the crime scene. Darla had been stabbed, which appeared to be the cause of her death. She had also been strangled and physically abused along with being stabbed. Oh, my God. And she wasn't stabbed with a knife. She was stabbed with broken glass. Whoa. John was found hanging from inside the stateroom bathroom. Oh, God. This murder-suicide happened very quickly. Like, they didn't even get to... Like, enjoy your cruise. Dude, come on. What an idiot. Come on. Allegedly, Darla had text messages from another man on her phone. Oh, no. But, like, who knows who that man was or what the situation could have been. But it was enough to throw John into a jealous rage, and he just wouldn't contain his anger, and he just went full force on Darla. He broke a glass object inside of the stateroom when his rage took over, and he used that weapon to stab Darla until she was no longer moving. Ugh. The bodies were removed from the ship— once they docked and were found, and the FBI cleared the voyage to continue its course. Later that year, the Rindam ship was sold to p Cruises Australia and renamed the Pacific Aria. So if you're ever traveling on p Cruises and oh you're on that ship, God. there's a chance that you will stay in that murder-suicide stateroom. Lastly, in 2016, a civil dispute against the estate of John C. Banner was filed by the estate of Darla to seek $25,000 of damages from John's estate. The lawsuit claims that she could have earned money during her remaining life expectancy, and since she was killed in such a brutal way, she is owed this money in the wake of her untimely death. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. It was crazy. I was, like, really shocked – that it was just like boom murder, murder suicide. Yeah. Happened. Like no like fun and interesting stuff happening. I I tried to find like more background information on them or mm. uh, like what happened with the text message yeah. or anything and there wasn't too mm. too much available but still pretty interesting. Yeah. And well, it happened fairly recently? Yeah. Within the past like 3 4 yeah, years? Absolutely. So Cheers. yeah guys that's that's that that's the banners well Rach like we do my story is eerily similar <gasps> oh not on a cruise but but still really similar it's so weird how we do that guys we do not even discuss anything. no we don't discuss and a I single thing months ago but yet we still ago. land on the same plane yeah. <gasps> oh so crazy all right so my story is about Tawny Baird this week, we are going to talk about how not only men can be horrible monsters. <gasps> Ooh, that's a twist to yours. Yeah. Normally, it's like the dudes that are. I know, because men are awful, but we don't hate men, but like. We um, don't, not all men. Um, just trash <laughs> men. Trash but there's ones. a lot of fucking pieces of trash, trash out there, trash there you guys. Trash men. I mean, we just heard a story about a trash man. Yeah. Trash can man. <laughs> just throw the whole man away. Yeah, exactly. Just say right <laughs> Dump Just waste. <laughs> All right, so we start this story in Holiday, Utah, which is right outside of Salt Lake City. It's a real safe and good area to raise a family. Tawny is 17. She has a ton of friends. She was kind of the queen bee of her friend group, and everyone loved her. She always made everyone feel super included and welcome. She had dreams of being a singer and loved social media. She was fucking gorgeous, guys. Tawny, Hmm. like most teens her age, who are fucking gorgeous, I wouldn't know because my mom was my only fan in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I was just really shy. I don't feel like, I feel like uh, I wasn't that ugly, but. (laughs) I felt like my mom was my fan, but like I I like took it in all the negative light all the time. I mean, your mom was kind of (laughs) mean. She's still bullying me, <laughs> so you know. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she she had her way with her words. Where I was just like, "God damn it!" <laughs> That's nice. That, that okay. stings a little. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna tuck that away. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but Tani had all the guys wanting to date her. She also was experimenting with marijuana. <gasps> oh, In the devil's Utah- lettuce. Oh my gosh, that devil's lettuce. It was 2010 in Utah, and Nancy Reagan's words still rang strong in that state. (laughs) You say no to drugs. (laughs) Nancy Reagan. You know what? I heard that – fun fact, you guys. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, Nancy Reagan is the reason why parental – um, guidance or not parental guidance but like oh really parental advisory stickers would show up on um, cds that had any sort of swear word or what a dumb basically bitch. every rap album you could ever hear that's why ours has to be explicit so yeah that's that's why explicit exists it's because of nancy Whoa. reagan and danzig was so pissed off that she did that that he wrote the song mother so a lot of people don't really know where that song Mother stems from. It's such a, it's like everyone's favorite Danzig song. But he wrote that because he was fucking pissed at Nancy Reagan. Whoa. So, fun fact y'all go listen to Danzig's Mother and uh, listen to it like you've never heard it before. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah like I wrote, Nancy fucked up a lot of lives. <laughs> Um, we're all peeling off the stickers of like <laughs> marilyn manson cds so we can ask our parents to buy them for us oh yeah and then the uh, people who manufactured them got wise to the idiots peeling off the stickers that they just started printing them on the yeah the actual like yeah. cd oh my god front page by the Assholes. way did you see the reagan library almost burned down today <laughs> that's so weird so close yeah it was a little sad Oh, oh man! Anyways, back to the story. <laughs> so, in June of 2010, Tawny and some friends are busted smoking weed. Ooh. Tawny takes the blame for it. Her friends were older than her, so she knew their ch- their charges would be much more harsh than hers because she was underage. Oh. But Utah is a fucking weird state. <laughs> So they charged her with a Class B misdemeanor, possession of a controlled substance, which, like, what the fuck? Right. And she was sent to juvie for 90 days. Stop it. 90 days. Like, People, Felicity Huffman just got (laughs) two wheat. People that do like wait. I mean, I know this has been like the biggest like talk about how like a bunch of people are in jail for like weed when now for selling weed and now that it's legal. Yeah, and then okay, well then let these offenders out. Yeah, yeah, or rape or like a couple days or whatever. Right. But her family was super scared for her because she was a homebody and didn't come from a background of people who would go to juvie. Right. But. When she's in there, she meets Victoria Mendoza and clings to her because she shows her the minimal amount of kindness in such an incredibly scary and unfamiliar situation. Victoria wasn't a stranger to Juvie and helped Tawny get through those 90, the 90-day 90 sentence. Victoria was currently serving six months for starting fights in school, truancies, like what the fuck, Utah, What happened to detention? I know. Just give him detention. Like, put him in juvie? That's harsh. That's too much. Like, so weird. Victoria had a rough life. Her father had killed himself when she was only 10. And she said she went crazy and ran away from home. Mm. No one was ever sure if that was true. But the fact that her childhood was rough was incredibly apparent. So, Victoria keeps Tawny safe during her sentence, and they end up bonding over their shared love of music. Victoria would write lyrics in a notebook, and Tawny would sing them. Tawny had always wanted to be a singer, like I said earlier. Right. And so, this, like, made them bond over time. One day, Victoria gets a letter from her mom, and it turns out that she had been diagnosed with cancer. Oh no! Victoria feels horrible that she can't be there physically for her mo- from her mother, and during this time, she leans on Tawny for support, and they end up going from friends who sing to something much more romantic. Ooh. Dana, Tawny's mom, ends up coming to visit her, and she even introduces her introduces Dana to Victoria as her new friend, and then she says, "Well, actually, there's other news, Mom," and she tells her mom, "Well, I'm actually gay." So her mom, being supportive as fuck, says, okay, honey, I love you, and let's get through this sentence, and then we'll discuss this once you're out. And it's like, I support you no matter what. Okay. So in August of cool. 2010, after serving her entire sentence, which, like, what the fuck? I know. Like, How no good behavior? No- yeah, off exactly. Of such a minimal thing. Yeah. Tony yeah, yeah. is out of juvie. Victoria still has a few weeks of her sentence left, but Tawny promises to wait for her. Tawny goes home and gushes about her new girlfriend, Victoria, to anyone that would listen. Victoria had given her a letter, and she said, don't read this till you get home. She does what she's told, and when she finally reads the note, it says, Sleep with anyone else but me, and I might have to kill you. I mean it. All my love, V. V um like what i don't know about you guys but that's not playful and cute and fun in a new relationship that's batshit crazy and a giant red flag my heart would just sink into my stomach yeah i would be scared and like never want to talk to that person again never again yeah (gasps) so do we know how old she is um, I mean, she's in juvie, so she's got to be about the same age. Yeah, I think she was like seventeen. I think they were the same age. I think she's seventeen. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So one month later, she goes back to the juvenile detention center and picks up Victoria because it wasn't a large enough red flag for her. So <laughs> that would be my dumbass, though. <laughs> oh, totally. At that age, yeah. At that age, are you kidding? And it had been like an entire month. Yeah, we're not seeing each other. So like. She had to really care about her, mm-hmm. like their feelings had to have like gotten really deep. Fast. Yes. Tawny had her dad Casey take her to pick up Victoria, and Dad's gut feeling upon meeting Victoria was shocked mm-hmm. at how thug Victoria was. Oh. Word of his words: She had tattoos, but like prison style, not like yours, Rach. <laughs> and she was rough around the edges. Oh no, yeah, like they were like pr- on her neck. Oh fuck, yeah. So being a protective father, he was just a little worried. Tony's family was incredibly supportive and welcoming to Victoria, besides her rough exterior. They <laughs> supported their daughter, and they knew Victoria's mom was sick, so they wanted her to know they had they wanted to support her as well because of that. Tony wanted Victoria to meet all of her friends ASAP while hanging out with her friends. A lot of women were attracted to Victoria, but she felt her and Tawny had something special. So she just kind of was like, whatever, whatever. Like, Ta- like Victoria was just, like, not into the other women's attention. Right. So on social media, they were, like, the coolest fucking lesbian couple you've ever seen. Like, they were both cool and beautiful. I saw a picture where Tawny was wearing these really cool, like, circle glasses. Like, nice. you know, like the 70s. Mm-hmm. And... Victoria had, like, fucking awesome, like, dark circles around her eyes. But, like, they look fucking cool. Dude, <laughs> like, I need to get that picture. I know. I need I'd to love find love to see it. Yeah. Um... So I was just like really stunned. Like I don't feel like filters were a thing in 2010. So it was and like, they were just like yeah, actual like, like yeah Snapchat filters yeah, exactly. Like they you your smooth your skin so smooth? Cool. Like their social media presence was like really cool. I'm so like envious of the people who could do shit like that. Where it's just like effortless. It's just like oh just need yeah, this on today. It's just it's, like yeah. I can't even take a decent picture of my fucking hand to like oh say God. look I got a manicure today. Like oh my God. <laughs> everyone else is like felt oh, cute my delete later it's like i hate you i hate all of you (laughs) true but i feel like this story will give you a perspective which we all know that like online personas it just they don't exist they're They're not real they're not not freaking real they're not real everything's fake on social media exactly except for my post i really like my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even who i say i am guys you don't even know who you're talking to you don't know (laughs) so they like most put on a facade on facebook of their relationship. Only the good stuff. But Tawny's friends knew a different side, that Victoria was incredibly jealous. Guys would comment on posts and Victoria would accuse her of sleeping with them. Oh, no. So when Victoria had been picked up by Tawny, they had spent days with her, with Tawny's family, and which I thought was kind of weird. Like, when Victoria got out of prison, like, why didn't she go see her mom that has cancer? Yeah, right? It was weird. So, after a couple days of spending time with Tawny's family, they end up going to Victoria's house in Ogden, Utah, which is 30 miles north of Salt Lake City, Utah. The town is known for its gang and drug activity. When Victoria gets home, her mom is not doing well. Victoria's family came to the U.S. from Mexico and they were living in a one bedroom apartment due to being incredibly. Mm -hmm. So Tawny and Victoria take care of her mom. And then after the full day of just like being around that, they decide, let's just go out and have a little fun. Yeah. And Victoria really wanted to show off Tawny to all her friends. Okay. They go out to a club bar and Tawny is open to meeting everyone. But back in her town, they have a saying that nothing good ever happens in Ogden. And I'm sure every town has their rival town. That's a shadier town that you're just like, you avoid that town. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tawny again was just trying to be supportive and open to her girlfriend's life. So she's like, let's go. While out, a guy starts to flirt with Tawny. And Tawny, being polite, says hi. But Victoria ends up pulling a knife on the guy.
1: (gasps) Holy shit.
0: Victoria was paranoid, a paranoid, jealous person. And so she's like, fuck off. Like, this is my girlfriend. And the guy's like, oh, sorry. I didn't know. Like, (laughs) Jesus. Oh my yeah. God. So this was only the beginning of the jealousy escalation. Victoria was insecure in the relationship. Tawny was beautiful and she had male friends and Victoria hated it. So one night while hanging out at, at Tawny's house, Tawny gets a text from a male friend asking to hang out because he missed her. And Victoria oversees the text exchange. She flips out and leaves. After not speaking for days, Tawny texts Victoria, begging for her to tell her where she is because she's worried they haven't talked. Mm -hmm. This is when Victoria breaks the news to Tawny that she had slept with one of Victoria's closest friends. (gasps) It really hurt Tawny, so she made her Facebook status as single and was like, fuck you. That's the biggest burn you can do. Oh my God, in 2011, 2000. Yep. Yeah. Well, a few hours later, Victoria sends Tawny a YouTube link and says, I'm so sorry. Please watch this video I made. I want you back.
1: What? What
0: What the hell? Here's a little clip of it. I have a lot of things on my mind that I want to say, but I I keep going blank because I know that I'm recording myself and I know that I'm doing, like, I know that I'm on video and stuff, but I'm going to just start from where I feel like I need to start and where I need to end. First, I want to say is I'm sorry for hurting you and cheating on you with your best friend. And your best friend is a slut, and I don't like her. She's gross, and I can give a fuck less, alright? So, this video is like an apology to you. And the girl I'm talking about is Tawny, and I'm trying to get her back to be with me so I can keep her again and for her to give me another chance because i'm in love with her and i love her and i want her back and i'll do anything i have to do to show her that i can be a better girlfriend to smile when she's doing that like i'm sure you could feel kind of embarrassed by yeah recording yourself but like i want her back i want to keep her like it's just so many like possessive words yes like she's an object not a person right they can make her own decisions like i miss her she makes me so happy i miss her smile friend yeah she's a slut your friend's a slut i don't even like her yeah no you you are the problem disgusting oh my god so, Tawny gets that video, she watches it, she sees it as a sincere apology and romantic and ends up forgiving her. No. It's now June 2012, and Victoria's mother had passed away from her cancer. And Tawny's family invited her to live with them, which is incredibly fucking nice of them. Exactly. They were loving towards her, and Tawny's mom, Dina, even told her to call her mom. Oh, my gosh. I know. Like, they were so supportive of this relationship. Wow. But she was always on edge and ready to fucking go off on the family and on Tawny. Like, the entire family just walked on eggshells. That's so uncomfortable. hmm Oh, God. That's so uncomfortable. So, now that Victoria is living with Tawny, one night, they have a huge fight. Because Victoria was snooping through Tawny's texts and she saw that she was talking to a friend from class about meeting up to do a project. Stop it. Victoria accuses Tawny of cheating, which the cheater is always, the accuser of cheating is always the cheater. Yes. And Dana happens to be home while they're fighting so she ends up going into the room and breaking up their fight. Oh my god. So the little fights were escalating the family was stuck with Victoria they continued dating for another 2 years. Oh my god. I know. Wow. It's now September of 2014 and Dana helped Victoria get a job as a security guard. In the last 2 years I'm not entirely sure what the fuck she was doing because this was the first job she had had. She's probably just mooching off the family oh, yeah, like for sure. taking her time. They're not yeah. going to they're not even going to kick her out for being aggressive towards the family yeah. so she can she's get what like she wants out of them all of them yeah tawny's grandma even helped pay to get some of her tattoos removed so she could get a job that's fucked isn't that so fucked up <laughs> so victoria wait she's not even i mean i get it you're it's great you're supportive but like she's not your problem no they completely took her on as their problem oh completely it's so frustrating so Victoria is like completely obsessed with Tawny and everything she does. And it's like her only thing. So finally she gets a job. So that the pressure on their relationship actually starts to alleviate. Right. Because she has a, like not a hobby, but she has like something else to focus on. Mm-hmm. So things seem to be getting better. So the family thought. So one day Tawny posts another selfie of them on Facebook. And Victoria notices that a guy comments on the photo. Oh God. This starts another fight between them. Her still talking to guys seems to be an issue. Well, Victoria punches Tawny in the mouth. <gasps> yeah. And Tawny bit her tongue or cheek. She's not, she wasn't sure, but the initial shock of the punch stuns her. And when she opens her mouth, blood starts <gasps> to spill out. Oh God. And she even knocked out her front tooth. Oh no. Like, it was a very intense punch. She is scared because this was the first time that Victoria had ever been physical. Oh, my God. Victoria immediately starts apologizing and asking, please don't tell your family. Oh. So she knows what she did was incredibly bad. Yeah. Dana knew immediately ah. what happened once Tawny came home to well, clean up. Oh God. Tawny is now 21 and begs her mom not to call police because Victoria was now an adult, too. And she knew what that meant Mm -hmm. Dana not knowing what to do just listens to Tawny and like calls Tawny's dad because you know so Tawny's dad comes over and freaks out but Victoria had created a whole new story she says that they were jumped by some girls and she helped protect Tawny and Tawny's like yeah that's what happened yeah Dana knew what really happened of course, because they had initially told her. Yeah. But she did nothing. Oh, no. Tawny's friends thought she would leave her by after that. But nope. Things just continued on as normal oh, on God. social media and their day-to-day life. With her, like, broken tooth and, like, black face. Yeah. Black eye. <laughs> like, I love her. Yeah. Oh, I mean, no. abuses. Um, it was all mental abuse at first. Yeah. Like, the physical. It's the first time it won't happen again. Mm-hmm. So a few weeks later, it's October 14th, and Tawny invites Victoria out to the bar with some friends, hoping it would ease some of the tension from the fight. Victoria is super on edge and quiet. She went to the bathroom upset and stayed in there for a while. Well, Tawny wanted to stay outside with her friends and didn't check in with her, and that made Victoria very mad. Uh-oh. She gets pissed and goes to Tawny and says, let's go. I work early in the morning. It's like, oh. Okay. Fuck you. Right? So they had actually drove one of the friends to the bar. So they dropped the friend off at home. And everything to her seemed normal. Yeah, Victoria seemed her angsty self. But Mm -hmm. nothing like they weren't fighting the whole way to the house or anything. But on the drive home, Victoria starts to accuse Tawny of cheating again and leaving her for men. Oh, God. It's the same old saga dance. Yep. Yep. And Tawny is fucking tired of this shit. Mm -hmm. She says, it's over. I'm done. Well, things escalate quite quickly. Cut to 30 minutes later, police are called by Victoria, and she says, I'm calling to report a murder. (gasps) Police find Victoria in the front seat now after Tawny had been driving. They ask Victoria to leave the vehicle, and she is covered in blood. They ask if she has a weapon and she tells them there is a knife in the car. Victoria had pushed Tawny's body from the driver's seat into the passenger seat and drove to a church in Ogden. Oh my God. The vehicle had blood splatter on almost every surface. Tawny had stab wounds on her hands, <gasps> forearms, face, neck, ear, and chest. Oh my God. It was an incredibly violent attack. Oh my God. Tawny didn't come home that night, and at 6 a.m., Tawny's friend that they had dropped off calls Dana and tells her to check on Tawny. She says she thinks Victoria did something to her. Oh, no. Dana goes all over the house screaming for her, and she doesn't see her car outside, so she's like, she isn't home. What happened? She said, I think something happened to her. Victoria was being questioned during this time, and even though she called in for the murder— She kept asking police if she was going to be okay. She said, I know I stabbed her, but I didn't stab her that many times. What? Yeah. I just wanted to scare her. She had blacked out and she wasn't aware how many times she had stabbed Tawny. Oh. She said maybe six times max. Oh my God. But in reality, Tawny was stabbed 46 (gasps) times. That's several minutes of being stabbed. Like, that's not, like, quick. No. That's a long time. That's a long time. Police go to the family's home around 10 a.m. and tell them the news. Tawny's friends and family attend every court hearing to make sure that Tawny gets justice. Victoria pleaded guilty, saying she knew she was a monster. She is currently serving a sentence of 16 years to life, which, honestly, it's never life. And 16 years, in my opinion, is simply not enough. No, it's not enough at all. 46 stab wounds. Like that's not enough time. No. At least like a year for every stab wound. Your brain is broken at that point. Like you've yeah. you're you've lost connection. Uh-huh. Like ground control to Major Tom. Like that yeah. shit is you're off in space, lady. Like Yeah. That, so, oh, no. That's probably so. Oh my so god. Sad. Like so sad. It's just like when somebody is that jealous Mm -hmm. that controlling that scared of losing their relationship or having it changed it's just like okay well you got something going on and it's like the family never stepped in it's just so nuts they were just too nice yeah they didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings but they Mm -hmm. like didn't know how to protect their own yeah that's so sad so so sad yeah Tani. they like had like a bunch because i mean it's in the 21st century yeah and they were so involved in social media they had so many videos of them because i watched like i don't remember what it was if it was a 48 hours or something mm-hmm. but they had so many videos of them like wow. just out, projecting without. the perfect relationship yes, yes. oh my like god on mother's day like her mom was taking a video of them and they're like what do you have to say? And they're both like, happy Mother's Day. We love you. Oh, she's like, ugh, that's so ruthless. And it gets to the point where it's like, well, if I can't have them, then nobody can. Oh, no. she didn't black out. No, uh, she knew what she, she did. Well, I don't know. She was just so angry all the time. Like She was so angry, like even in, on a normal day. Yeah. Like it was always anger. Just woke up that's on the her wrong default. side of the bed yeah. every day. Default anger. And it's like, okay, you had a bad childhood, but like, dude. You have to learn to resolve and learn to look forward to things. It's hard. It's not easy. No, absolutely. But to be that upset all the time, it's so draining. I know. And for other people, it must be so draining. Yeah. That's probably why she was so freaked out about, you know, anybody paying attention to Tawny is because she's used to her anger pushing other people away. Yeah. Yeah. So she would just threaten to leave yeah. to make sure everybody stayed close. Yeah. Like such a mind fuck. I know. Oh, man. I know. Oh, oh man, guys. We told you really sad stories today. We really did. Sorry. Those are, those are pretty sad. But that's why you're here. But that is exactly why you are here. We don't make these things up. We don't. These things are in the news. They are. We've just sought them out to scare all of you. You're <laughs> so that you don't go to Juvie. Right? (laughs) Or like murder your spouse because you know you're not gonna get away with it. Guys, you won't get away with it. You won't it's not the 80s anymore. It's not. They will find you. You can breathe incorrectly into the wrong direction Mm. of the wind and they will find you. Paul Holes is out there, guys. Watch out. (laughs) Solving shit left and right. And there is a library about cold cases. So you bet your asses that Unsolved Mysteries is not on TV anymore for a reason. (laughs) we solved them all all the mysteries are being solved (laughs) it's true though truly if you've I, I can only imagine being somebody who like Murdered someone in the 70s and the 80s, and thinking like they'll never find oh, me. Oh, yeah, like, there's too much well, that's past. Like the freaking like Paul Holes is what, oh god, what is his name? Or like the, the Golden State, yeah, Killer. the Golden State Killer, yeah, yeah, like he lived a long like life, decades. like decades, yes, and then he got caught. Like he was probably scared initially for many years, and then it was just like. Man, I feel like I'm I just—I would have nervous poops like every day of my whole oh, life, yeah. Yeah. up until I got caught, and I'd be like, "Finally, I don't have to nervous poop oh anymore." That was Rachel the worst. Would guys. Be farting all <laughs> piles of laundry. Guys, <laughs> clench until a, we are done this recording is an episode. You guys, <laughs> <laughs> this is an inside BTS scoop. I know. On who we are, as just people. Oh my gosh, have we mentioned we like were apart for two weeks? Yeah. We're still trying to like. We got to catch up on our bowels. (laughs) Mostly you because you were doing the traveling. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. My bowels were all (laughs) fucked up from time zones. Oh, that is travel anxiety, man. Oh, yeah. Do you guys have travel anxiety? Write us in. Can you not (laughs) poop when you travel? Sounds like an infomercial. Try modium. or Tums. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's that, you guys. That's that. So don't forget, go on iTunes, rate, review, comment, love us. Do all the things. Do all the things. Follow us on Instagram at No Thank You Next Podcast. Uh, check back on the reg to see if we posted anything funny or check our stories to see if yeah. we've got polls because I missed the poll question again this week. Uh, you, know. you know, we try our best. I'll do it. <laughs> we have lives too it's you guys week's we two. have jobs small children halloween is actually tomorrow it is it's all hello's eve it's all hello's eve <gasps> <laughs> not worth it too spooky too spooky for this throat that's it all right all right guys happy belated halloween yeah it's like <laughs> you guys are like fuck off you two bitches (laughs) i just get your fucking shit together (laughs) it's november i know right i get it pumpkin spice hello i mean thanksgiving (laughs) (laughs) damn it (laughs) got that pumpkin spice on the brain pumpkin spice all right guys on that note we'll see you next week for another horrible story Bye. bye